This episode is supported by Earn In. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn now can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Super, super easy to use. You just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then you can access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. So the app is free. You can leave a tip if you want. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So here's the thing. Sometimes getting close to your next paycheck, next pay period, and you realize, oh gosh, like paycheck doesn't come until next Friday, but we have this event that we need to attend this weekend and we need money for it. Or we have to buy a gift for someone. Or, oh my gosh, like my kid tore through their shoes and now we have to buy new shoes this weekend and the money's not in the bank yet. So Earning can help you access the money you've already earned at work by giving you this little bit of money in advance. So make Earnin part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security, and it gives me a lot of peace of mind. So for our listeners, all you need to do is download Earnin today. It's spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, and you can download it in Google Play or the Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in Shameless Mom under podcast when you sign up. So there'll be a little place where you can, where it says, what podcast did you hear about them on? Type in Shameless Mom under podcast. This helps to show support for our show and our advertisers. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank, and subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 139. Show notes for this episode can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 139. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean, and I'm here to give you and other passionate, dedicated moms the tools you need to bridge the gap between motherhood and living the life of your dreams. I'm also here to help you be a little more shameless every day, because if you aren't building a life you're extraordinarily proud of, what kind of legacy are you building? So let's dive in. Hey, shameless moms. So I'm super excited about today's topic. I got real fired up getting my notes prepared. But first, I want to share a listener review. So this comes from Busy Mama 5. And I'll be honest, I am reading her review because she used the word rat in it. And I think that's good enough reason. So here we go. Busy Mama 5 says that the Shameless Mom Academy is a breath of fresh air. I love Sarah's casual conversational style paired with her wicked sense of humor. The podcast makes me feel like I'm in really rad company while providing great tips, ideas, and moments of inspiration. I highly recommend for any mom wanting to connect with a community. So thank you, Busy Mama 5. Thank you for using me and my podcast and the word rad all together. And thank you for honoring my wicked sense of humor, which sometimes I think is really dorky, but I love that you appreciate it. So as always, I'm so grateful for any reviews. And if you want to leave a review for the Shameless Mom Academy and potentially be featured on an episode yourself, go over to shamelessmom.com forward slash review. And you can leave a quick review in iTunes. I really appreciate your feedback. And it really does help me know what you love, know what you want more of, and just get a better understanding of what people are enjoying about the show. So, okay, let's dive in. Today's topic, it's a big one. I have so many things to say about it. How to stay motivated for the next eight years. So this crazy thing happened about, I don't know, two weeks ago, 
And I posted about it on my personal Facebook page. So for Facebook friends, you saw it there most likely. And a video popped up. So, you know, in Facebook, you have Facebook memories. And so you wake up in the morning and it's like three years ago today. And it shows, you know, a picture of your child when they were like adorable and innocent and smiling and cute. And you were like, wow, remember how great it used to be? Or sometimes you get crazy memories that are not positive things and you hate Facebook memories. So it can go either way. But anyways, I got a video memory recently. And it was a video from eight years ago when I was running my boot camp outdoors. And at that time, I was mostly still doing one-on-one personal training as a personal trainer. I didn't have a big boot camp business yet. And in the summertime, I would offer these little one-off boot camps. And so I'd be like, okay, guys, like sign up for six weeks for, I don't remember how much I charge, like six weeks for $150 or something. And meet up at this park, you know, three days a week at six o'clock, and we'll have boot camp together. And it was super, super fun. And it was early on in my group training days. And it was like this new, very exciting thing to me. And I love showing up and having other people show up. And we all got energy off of each other. And it was just this really, really fun experience. And it was really when where I started to think, I think I want this to be more a part of my business. But I didn't know quite how to do that. And at the time, I had like 15 people who were signing up for six weeks in the summer. So that wasn't really like a huge business model at the time. I really was relying on my one-on-one personal training clients who I worked with all day long to like pay the bills. But I was definitely, it was starting to get on my radar. Like how can I do this group thing a little bit more? Cause it's really fun. People were really enjoying it. It just had a totally different sense of energy about it. And I will be honest, that was around the time the economy wasn't doing well. So I also was thinking like, if I can do more of these groups, I can get more people in the door and they can save money. It's a lot cheaper to do group stuff than for people to do personal training. So I was like, maybe there's a way I can market this and I can do more group stuff. And then there won't be such a barrier with cost when people are wanting to work with a personal trainer. Because for one-on-one personal training, it costs a lot more than to do these group sessions. So Eight years have passed. Now I have a 2,500 square foot fitness studio where we have 30 classes a week, not three classes a week. We have hundreds of people come through every week to take classes in our facility, not just 15 people three days a week. So it's just grown in ways and directions I could have never imagined. I have five trainers. I don't teach any of the classes myself. When I first started this eight years ago, every class that existed, I was teaching every single class. I have five trainers now who do all the teaching. I don't do the teaching. And my trainers are amazing. They're better than me. So again, it's just grown in all these ways I never thought. Eight years ago was not looking to the future thinking I really want to have my own facility. I really want to have like you know, my whole business model be boot camp, none of that stuff. I really wasn't. And at that time, actually, I still had men and a bigger mix of men and women in my classes. Now we're like 95% female and it's definitely female focused. We do have a few great men who we love and adore, but definitely a female focused facility. Like none of those things were on my radar eight years ago. And it's amazing to me to look back and think, wow, I had no idea what was about to happen. I had no idea that I would, you know, eventually get pregnant, that I would stop one-on-one personal training altogether after Vinny was born, that I would have this boot camp that other people would mostly run for me so that I could be at home and be running the business from home and be as present as possible as a parent. I just had no idea. I didn't even know what a podcast was. I think podcasts actually did exist in 2009, but I certainly didn't know what they were. It would have been at the very, very beginning of the podcast, you know, being an actual thing in the universe. So it's just crazy to me. And you can probably do this too. You look back eight years ago and you think like, wow, where was I? What was different? It's pretty amazing to see how things can shift and things evolve over time. 
So I was watching this video on Facebook that was a video about my little outdoor boot camp inviting people to come in for the spring session. And I was watching this thinking like, wow, I had no idea in 2009 what 2017 would look like. And then I thought, oh my gosh, I have no idea sitting here in 2017 what 2025 is going to look like. That's eight years from now. Like, that's crazy to me. So I started thinking, what will the next eight years look like? I'm not sure because I'm not sure what I want them to look like, but I know that the last eight years, things have grown in a direction and on a level that I never envisioned. Like things have happened that I didn't even know that I wanted to happen. And so now I'm imagining if that could have happened in the last eight years, and I know so much more now about being an entrepreneur and about being a mom and about like all these different things, I'm just kind of blown away by the potential of what could happen in the next eight years. And that gets me very fired up and very excited. Also slightly terrifying because I know now that really big things happen, not overnight, but over the course of time. So things are going to be dramatically different in eight years, which is really crazy to think about. I'm like, what does that mean? Like, what will they actually look like? Vinny will be almost 13 holy cow, that's huge. We will just be in a completely different place in our lives because we will have an almost 13 year old. Things will be different professionally. Like this podcast will exist in a different context at that time. My opportunities and what I can do with this podcast will be very different at that time. So it's just really mind blowing and really also a little overwhelming to think about. But I also want to be really aware of how can I stay motivated for the next eight years? Because here's the thing. I actually recently asked on Facebook, I asked our Shameless Mom Academy Facebook page what you guys wanted to know more about. And like, did you want more information about like health and wellness? Did you want more information about inspiration and habits? Did you want more information on motivation? And it was really interesting to go through those replies. So thank you to everyone who responded. And a lot of you said you wanted more information on how to stay motivated, motivation, inspiration, those kinds of things. And so I thought, hmm, this is interesting because I'm a pretty motivated person, but I'm also easily like cautious and nervous about things. Like I'm not a huge risk taker, even though people probably outside of my bubble are like, wow, you take a lot of risks and like you're an entrepreneur and you build these things. I am like extremely conservative about the risks that I take. And I do things in very methodical ways, which if you were on the inside with me, you would see that if when you're on the outside, it looks like I'm just more like, oh, let's just do this. It'll be fun. But like, no, I try to be very strategic. I'm a perfectionist and I'm not as perfectionistic as I used to be, but I am still a perfectionist to the point that I take calculated risks. I know that to be successful, you have to take risks on some level, but I'm also not willing to risk loss of like income, loss of pride, loss of integrity, like those kinds of things when I take risks. So I'm pretty conservative. But I was thinking that I want to tell you how I have stayed motivated over the last eight years, because there's been some times when things were not pretty, and I'll share about that in a minute. But I've also just constantly kept taking one day at a time, putting one foot in front of the other, continually pushing myself outside of my comfort zone, which is totally not my personality type, but it's something I really, really have learned to embrace. So I thought I could maybe share with you what I've done over the last eight years to help you be motivated with me for the next eight years, because I'm very excited about what the possibilities could be with these next eight years and the things that I can do and the things that you can do, and maybe the things that we can do together now that I'm doing more online with the Shameless Mom Academy and I'm able to 
work with you in our mastermind groups. And I'm actually able to, if you go to shamelessmom.com now, there's actually a new page up. I wasn't even going to talk about this today. But anyways, while we're talking, may as well. There's a new page up on the website that's a work with me page that gives you four different ways to work with me. So if you want to work with me in my mastermind, there's one-on-one coaching, which I am being very selective and I only have room for a few people for that because it's summertime and I can't overcommit time-wise, but I do have opportunities for that. There is how you can hire me as a speaker. I do speaking engagements, which I love, love, love to do. And there's also some information on sponsorship for companies that want to sponsor the podcast. So lots of different ways to work with me. That is a new thing. By the way, kind of a risk putting that out there. When I started this podcast, the podcast was about like, I just want to have this be a passion project. I just want it to be fun. I want to do it with integrity and make it something I'm really proud of. But like, I don't want to put myself out there too much. Well, I think we all know I got over that pretty quickly because I put myself all out there real fast, especially when I went through IVF that was not successful. And I walked with you all through all of that. But I put myself out there in really big ways on the podcast. And I'm just going to continue to do that because it feels really good to me and it feels extremely validating. And I feel like it's a really powerful way for me to serve other women. And that's when I say it feels validating, it's validating in the sense that like, I know that I can only serve so many people locally through my gym. And I know that I've impacted lives in profound ways through the work I've done at the gym. And so I really want to continue to work as a transformation and accountability coach through the Shameless Mom Academy. And of course, there will always be all these ways to receive information and for you to be accountable just by listening to the podcast. But I also want to make sure that I allow for people to come a little more into my inner circle and work with me in bigger, deeper ways as well. So that's what that page is about. So if you go to Shameless Mom, You can click on the work with me link at the top of the page and you'll see those different opportunities there. So stepping back now into how I want to inspire you and keep you motivated for the next eight years, regardless of whether or not we work together in a group, if you join one of my masterminds, or if you want to work with me in private one-on-one coaching, or if you just want to listen to the podcast and sit in the privacy of your own home and be like private and quiet and take your notes and do your thing. And that's totally cool too. But I want you to make sure that you are taking notes and that you are listening and that you are actually absorbing the information and that you're putting it to use. And putting it to use means that you are taking imperfect action on a regular basis. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process and their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters. And they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like 
a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and it, I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray, literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived, put it on his toe before he went to bed. And the next morning he was like, mom, my toe's all better. It was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly. So you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, other types of skin damage. It's totally safe, non-toxic, suitable on all types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the youngest members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500 thousand happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients, active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family. So to get your own active skin repair, go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20% off your order when you use the code shameless. That's activeskinrepair.com. Use the code shameless for 20% off your order. Activeskinrepair.com, code shameless. So here's what that's looked like for me over the course of the last eight years. It was eight years ago, a little over eight years ago, actually, right before I started these group programs, these little group boot camps, where shortly after my wedding, and when I say shortly, it was like three days after my wedding, I, for some reason, I can't remember exactly what the course of events were. I logged into my email and like my bank account and there was like a couple different things that all happened. I was actually technically on vacation. We took a staycation right after our wedding and stayed home for five days, I think it was, and just like hung out and did things in Seattle while it was still good weather. And then we booked our honeymoon to be a few months later when it was going to be bad weather in Seattle and we wanted to go to Asia. So we're home, we're in Seattle. We are, it's like the middle of a Monday or something when the rest of the world's working. And I get online to do something really quick. And I see that like, I've lost multiple clients have emailed me to be like, oh, actually I can't do personal training anymore. And then I get in my bank account. I'm like, oh my gosh, like I hardly have any money left. And we just paid for this big wedding. And like, it kind of all came crashing in. And I knew that was when the economy collapsed. I knew it was not going to get better quickly. And my husband and I went for a walk and I didn't say anything to him when I saw all these emails come in and all this stuff going on. 
But a few hours later, we're going for this walk and I just like totally break down in tears. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I don't think I'm going to make it as a personal trainer. You know, this is really bad. Like there's no money coming in or very little money. And I'm scared it's going to get way worse before it gets better. And what should I do? And then (laughs) this is the awesome part. And then I tell him, I was like, you know, I saw this like, I was on Yahoo today back when like people went to yahoo.com to like surf the internet. (laughs) And I was like, on Yahoo today, I saw this headline that said like, you can make like $70,000 a year as a dental hygienist. So maybe I should just go back to school and be a dental hygienist. And he was like, well, he's like, I will support you in whatever you want. And we literally like never had conversations about money or our businesses because we both had successful businesses in the five years leading up to our wedding. So we'd never really gone through a trial and tribulation like this. He's like, I will support you no matter what you want to do. If you want to go back to school, that's fine. And then he goes, but I don't really see you being a dental hygienist. But if you want to do that, totally cool. So I'm like, okay, like totally thinking like, I just have to do this because it's like guaranteed income and I have to do it. So then I call my mom shortly thereafter and I'm like, mom, I think I need to go back to school. I think I need to be a dental hygienist. Like you can make $70,000 first year out. And my mom's like, well, I guess you could do that. Like you'd probably be great at it, but... I really don't see you doing that. <laughs> so they both say the same thing. And they're both like, I don't really think that'll make you very happy. But if you want to do it, like we'll be supportive. And I'm like, okay, like I really think I should. So a few months go by, I start implementing these little group training programs, which eventually is what becomes this little spring boot camp that where the video memory popped up on Facebook from eight years ago. So I start doing these group things and slowly but surely like people are showing up and they like the group thing and it's really fun and it's like, okay, like I sign people up for six weeks and they do that and then it's over and then I like sign, you know, another group up for another four weeks and I start doing this on a regular basis and the group starts selling out and then when summer's over, I was doing it in the park. So summer's over and I have to go back indoors and my indoor space, I was renting space from another trainer in her gym the space was tiny and I was limited in like what days were available for me to teach classes. And so then I was like, okay, well, I'll try to do these classes like within this very confined schedule and build it out that way. And I'll have an indoor boot camp, and I'll do, you know, again, like people can buy six weeks at a time. And so I would book out the gym in advance and be like, can I come in at these times when no one else is using the gym? And I just did it like piece by piece until eventually I was able to get more gym time. Eventually that owner grew her business and was able to move us into a bigger facility where I was able to have more space and more gym time and more class time. And then I was able to eventually move out into my own space because I outgrew that space and I needed more time and more gym space. And I moved into my own space. And at that time, I was able to back off completely from one-on-one personal training and say, like, I'm only doing this group thing because this group thing serves women in such a more powerful way that this is where I want to be. Like, I want to be with women who are thriving off of this camaraderie and thriving off of the energy of women working together and women showing up totally imperfect every single day, rather than having women come in to see me for one-on-one personal training and feeling like I'm coming in to confess my sins for the weekend. And like I ate donuts and I ate pizza and now I need to come into personal training and like, you know, sweat as hard as I can and just like beg for mercy and beg for forgiveness and like do my penance, right? Can you tell I went to Catholic schools my whole life? So, but this is like, that was all taken away when I put people in this group environment. People could just come in and they were just like happy and wanted to work hard and they were totally inspired by the people around them. And so it just took on this completely different energy that I loved. And so I just built it one day at a time, one member at a time, one little tiny thing at a time. And finally I realized like, hmm, 
I don't think I'm going to need to go back to school to become a dental hygienist. And holy cow, thank God I never did that. Like there is a place for hygienists. And I'm so grateful. I love my hygienist, by the way. And it's great that there's people who find joy in that and who want to serve people in that way. That is not my calling. That would not be me working in my zone of genius. So you have to recognize, like, what is your zone of genius? When you know your zone of genius, when you can see how you want to serve people and how you want to impact the world, once you figure that out, that in and of itself motivates you for as long as you could possibly desire. And a business coach said this to me at one time. He said, what do you want to talk to people about every single day for the rest of your life? And I was like, oh my gosh, like that is the most eye-opening question because I know what I do and don't want to talk to people about. And you know, he at the time was encouraging me to like, he's like, I think you should talk to like the general population about fat loss. I think you'd be really good at that, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, actually I only want to talk to women and mostly just moms. And like, I was able to narrow it down and that has allowed me to build business around a community that is truly a community that I really want to serve rather than just building a business, trying to, you know, from anyone who will give me money. So that's been really, really impactful. And that has been very motivating to me. Now, I I always think about when I start a new project, I think about, do I want to talk about this for a really, really long time? When I started the podcast, it definitely entered my mind. Like, is this something I want to talk about for years to come? And that business advice from that business coach, Craig Ballantyne, by the way, is the person who asked me that, who's been on this podcast, and he's the author of The Perfect Day Formula. That has really, really stuck with me. What do you want to talk about for the rest of your life? And that has been how I've made a lot of decisions, you know, in different areas of business. Like how long do I want to talk about this? How excited about this am I today? And how excited will I be in a few years? So now I know when I look eight years down the road and I think about still doing this podcast, I don't think like, oh my gosh, am I going to still have to like record a podcast like two every week? I think, oh my gosh, I could still be doing this and it would be so awesome. And these are the things I want to be talking about at that point. And like, that's totally inspiring to me. It's not at all like, oh man, that would suck to still be having to do this in eight years. So that's been big. So I want to go through five different ways that I think that you specifically can really stay motivated over the next eight years, regardless of whether you're looking at staying motivated for, you know, something on a personal level, something on a professional level, staying motivated to like take good care of yourself, staying motivated to like, you know, model good health habits to your children and your family, like whatever that might mean for you, but just keeping motivation. So the first thing is you need to take risks. I took risks when things were really bad, when my business was completely failing, when no one had any money in 2008, no one could afford a personal trainer, people were losing their houses and their jobs. I took a risk and I paid to go to a conference called the Fitness Business Summit. I've talked about this way back on other episodes, but I paid to go to this conference and it changed my life. And I went to that conference. I had to put the conference on a credit card and pay it off over a few months. And then from there, I got to the conference and was like, this is probably going to suck because the guy who ran it sometimes would send emails with a lot of typos in them. And I was like, I don't even think he's very smart, but he did have some good quality in terms of his content. So I was like, well, I'm going to go and see if I can learn some things about how to run a better fitness business from him, even though he has like a lot of typos and can't spell, (laughs) but hopefully I can overlook that. And me being the perfectionist, I was like super judgy. I was like, I'm going to sit in the back because this might really suck. And I want to make sure I can leave and go sit by the pool. I was going to be in California. I was like, I want to make sure I can leave real easily if this is awful. 
So I went and sat in the back and within like an hour, I was like, oh my gosh, like this is going to completely rock my world. And it did. And it changed everything about how I operated my business. It changed my entire perspective about how I ran my fitness business and how I wanted to grow my fitness business. It was huge. It was a total game changer. And it was one of the most, probably the most pivotal business experience that I've had to date. And I think I will always say that because it just opened my mind to being an entrepreneur and ways I never, ever, ever thought of. And it definitely was, you know, a pivotal moment in getting me to where I am today. So taking risks is a really big deal. Implementing new things, trying new things. So whether or not you are building something or you're just trying something out. So that might be for you. It might be, you know, signing up for a mastermind group with me. It might be trying out the new boot camp down the street from you. It might just be trying out something that's new and uncomfortable taking those risks are super, super important to staying motivated because what happens is you take those risks and you learn about yourself. And even if you learn like, wow, I'm awful at that thing, or I really hated that, you still learn something. And when you learn those things that you don't like, you still learn like, you know, that was horrible, but I persevered and I'm stronger than I thought. And I have more courage than I thought. And I can actually be more brave than I thought. And wow, who knew I could be a little bit bold when push comes to shove. Like you learn all these things. So taking risks is super important, even if you're really calculated and you're low risk in your actions, like I tend to be. Number two is connecting with the people who have gone before you. You have to find people who inspire you and you have to become a better stalker. I did a whole episode on how to be a better stalker, which I will link to in the show notes. So if you go to shamelessmom.com, just click on episode 139 and I will have a link there to the episode on how to be a better stalker because that's important. So when you want to connect with people who have gone before you, you want to find the ones who inspire you. You want to stalk them, like not a creepy way, but really like tune into their messages and see what they're doing and imagine yourself doing some of those things and recognize like, wow, these people who you think have it all, they're just normal people. And the closer you get to them, the more you will see like, they're totally just average. They're average people who've taken some risks and they're average people who have put themselves out there. That's it. There's no difference between you and the people that you most admire, except for that they have created a little bit of a platform for themselves. And we'll talk about that in a few minutes because you might be about to create a little bit of a platform for yourself. So when you become a better stalker, you open the door to reaching out and connecting with people, even if it's just to say hi. So I've learned how to do this. When I go to events, I say hi to people, even when I'm like totally nervous and shy and feel super awkward. And But I say hi to people all the time. And I just say, hey, like I love this one thing that you did or this part of your book or whatever, like just some sort of introduction. I really admire you for blah, blah, blah reasons. Something like that. People always appreciate that and people will remember you. I send people Facebook messages. So if I see someone online, I'm like, wow, I love what they're doing. I'll send them a message like, wow, this is so cool. You're doing really cool things. I just want you to know that like, I love what you're doing. Or I comment on their stuff repeatedly on social media and really engage with them. and like, wow, this is so cool. I love this. I love that. Thank you so much for this. Like, I appreciate the work you're doing with X, Y, and Z. So just to get on people's radar and connect a little bit. That's the beauty of social media. It allows you to do that. And then what happens when you actually have the opportunity to connect to these people in bigger ways? So maybe it's like me. I connected with a lot of people online, never knowing I was going to launch a podcast and actually want to interview some of these people. But what happened through being a little bit of a dorky stalker and not a creepy stalker, a dorky stalker is way different than a creepy stalker. So by being a little bit of a dorky stalker, I had connected with a number of people online. And when I launched a podcast, I was able to go back to those people and say, hey, I have loved your work for so long. We've actually, you know, I've commented on a few things, or maybe you remember me from a certain conversation or whatever. And I'd love to interview you about this thing. 
I've had one person say no to me in 140 episodes. One person has said no to me. Every single person that I've asked to be on this podcast, with the exception of one person, has said yes. And most of those people, when I've emailed them, especially early on, I was like, they might say no. They'll probably say, and there was a lot of people where I was like, they are totally going to say no. Why would they ever say yes? And they said yes. So I've learned that my connections and stalking allowed me to take the risk of asking people And they said, yes. And now those people through doing an interview with me have become friends and colleagues and people that I can call on for support all the time. One of them, Holly Rigsby, I interviewed Holly Rigsby. We totally hit it off in our interview. I had admired her for years online and totally like stalked her and commented on her stuff and just felt like she was such an amazing person that I wanted to just aspire to be more like her. And I interview her on the podcast. A month or two later, we end up at a mastermind meeting with Carrie Wilkerson, and I get to sit next to her and meet her and hang out with her. And now we're in the same mastermind group where we see each other every week. We text each other and we encourage each other and support each other. Like those relationships evolve. Those relationships matter. And the people who inspire you will actually become people who are in your life. And I'm seeing this now with my mastermind group that I'm running that there's people in this group who are becoming very near and dear to me as I coach them. And I'm like, I want you in my inner circle. I want you to do amazing things. Like I am going to hold you close to me as I watch you, you know, rock out the things you want to rock out. And I'm going to watch you change the world. So you will be able to connect with people by just reaching out and following the people who inspire you and finding people who really are doing the things that you want to be doing. Don't just follow people who look good or who have a pretty face or who have like snazzy little messages, like really find people who you can relate to and who you feel like are connectable, relatable people who are genuine and really like own their truth, whether it's picture perfect or not. And the or not part is really important. And then work on connecting with those people that will seeing what they're doing and being able to model some of what they're doing and learn from them and emulate some of their behaviors will take you very far and staying motivated for the next eight years. Number three, hire a coach or a therapist, whichever might be appropriate for you. So I have worked with coaches now since 2010. So for seven years, I've had a coach that has had everything to do with me constantly taking risks because I have someone saying, Sarah, you can do it. Sarah, you have to do it. It doesn't matter if you're scared. It doesn't matter if it's ugly. It doesn't matter if it's imperfect. You need to go do it. And you need to tell me when you're done. You need to go do that thing. And you need to email me and say that you did that thing. So hiring someone to keep you accountable makes all the difference. I see this with my mastermind group when I say, okay, I want you to go do that thing and email me back and they do it. And then they're like, wow, this is the thing I wanted to do for three years. And I just did it like in 20 minutes. We have to have someone to keep us accountable. So for some of you, that might mean hiring a coach. It might be a life coach, a business coach. It can be all sorts of different kinds of coach. It could be me, but it also might be a therapist. Just paying someone to talk to them is so empowering because what happens as you talk things out, this is like a secret of coaching. As you talk things out, you come to your own conclusions, but you just have to have a place that's designated and a time that's scheduled where you're going to talk these things out. So you schedule a time with a person to talk to them. You talk it out. By the time you get all your sentences out, you're like, oh, I just kind of figured it out on my own by processing out loud. But then you can still get feedback. You can still get some input. You can get accountability. You can get encouragement. You can get a lot of advice and support if that's what you want and need. So whether that's with a coach or with a therapist, that is just extremely powerful. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is 
around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explains. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play. And we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips. It's also so important to have a place to vent and to overshare and to be vulnerable and be brave and do all those things where you won't be judged, where you know the person has your back, where you know the person is your cheerleader. And that's a lot different than doing that in the online space or in the social media where, you know, you could just get bashed in social media. Like it's just a lot riskier there. So having that place where you can do that is really, really important and very, very powerful as well. Number four, Ask for support at home. So when you are looking to stay motivated, you have to create the space to create the space to create the things. Whether you are looking at creating space to do self-care or you're looking to create space to like build a business venture, you have to create space for that. And this was a big aha moment for me in therapy. When my therapist asked me a while back, she said, if you wanted to work toward that specific goal that you don't feel like you have time for right now, how would you need to reorganize things on your plate to make that work. And I was like, oh yes, it's not always just about adding things to your plate. It's about reorganizing. And sometimes that means you dump things off of the plate. And sometimes that means you put things on other people's plates. So maybe you're just like, hey, husband, here's something for your plate. I no longer need this thing on my plate. Or hey, four-year-old, this thing goes on your plate now because you are four and you are a big boy. And so I don't need to do this thing for you anymore. And that opens up space on your own plate. So you ask for support. You let your family know what you need in terms of support with tasks and family management to free up your time and your space. You let your family and your friends know your dreams because when you say your dreams out loud, they will actually happen. I will tell you that I have been talking a lot about this with my husband very casually because he's not totally on board, but I've been talking more and more about wanting to have a lake house. And I've been sending him links for like, oh, look at this one and look what this one and this one's really cool. And he's like, no, 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 I'm not really into it. 
well, recently I've been like, these ones have really cool fishing spots. Like this is a really great fishing lake. And now he's suddenly like, hmm, maybe we need to talk about this lake thing a little bit more. I've been talking about a vacation home for years with him. And he's always been like, oh, I don't know, probably not. Nah, nah, nah. Like, I mean, it certainly isn't like a great financial investment. It's definitely like a family, like heart centered investment because vacation homes don't typically like they're not going to have nearly the inflation that Seattle real estate has. So our house in Seattle will always appreciate much more rapid rate, I think. But he's starting to see a little bit of the value as I just continually say, like, hmm, this is on my mind. So I keep talking about this dream. And I think the more I talk about this dream, the more he's going to realize, first, I'm not backing down. And second, that this dream could also be really amazing for him. And this dream could also be something that like, could have so much meaning for us. And so now, and when I talk about it, he also knows that when I talk about this dream, I'm not like, how can we afford this? I'm like, how can I build a business that supports this dream? So he knows when I say I want to buy a lake house, I'm not saying like us to buy a lake house. I'm like, no, basically, like if you don't want the lake house, that's fine. I'll go make my own money to buy the lake house. (laughs) He knows me well enough to know that that's basically what I mean. Like I'm not waiting around and asking for your permission. Now that said, we are married and it would be a shared asset. So of course he would need to be on board. But I'm also not like, I want to do it so that it's in a way that wouldn't stress him out financially. So I'm like, I'll just do it myself. I can build a business to support that goal. So that keeps me really accountable when I say that stuff out loud. And then number five is going to be, be the person you want to be, even if you're not her yet. So that means some really specific things. First and foremost, you have to stop putting yourself down and you have to shut up those voices of self-doubt that you let creep in on a very regular basis. And I'm not saying this because it's just you. I'm saying it because it is all of us. It is me, myself included. If you want to be the person that you aspire to be, you have to start being that person now, like by pretending to be in that role. And that means that when you catch yourself looking at the mirror thinking like, oh God, I look awful in this outfit, you immediately stop and you say, oh wait, no, I don't do that anymore. I do not put myself down. I do not judge myself based on how my pants fit today. I do not judge myself based on like all of these other stupid, weird culture based things that women are supposed to judge themselves on. Because from here on out, I only tell myself things that build me up and things that will help me move forward in a positive way. So you have to stop putting yourself down and you have to stop doubting yourself in any area of your life. Next, that doesn't mean that you don't have failures in some areas of your life. You just take those failures as opportunities to learn rather than taking them as opportunities to look at yourself as a failure and opportunities to look at yourself as like being bad at something. Next, you have to start owning your wins. Owning your wins means that you talk about the good things that you do and you share them with other people and you're like, wow, look, I did this cool thing. Check it out. Hey, like, look at what I did this weekend. Hashtag humble brag. Like, put that stuff out there. Let other people start to see you as the person you want to be. So if you want to run a 5K, go run two blocks and take a picture of it and put it on social media and be like, wow, first run two blocks. That was hard and I can't wait to do it again. That's how you own your wins. You don't wait and just take a picture on like the day that you run the marathon because the marathon's not really the hard part. The hard part is all the runs leading up to the marathon. The hard part is showing up for, you know, three to six months in advance of the marathon and being like, wow, I can't even run a mile, but in six months, I'm going to run 26. That's the hard part. So you start owning your wins by really taking control and taking ownership of the little things you do every day that get you closer to bigger goals. So when you see me bragging about things on Facebook, 
I'm doing that because I am taking credit for my wins because I deserve to do that. And I want you to see how I'm growing because I also want you to know that you can grow in the same way. And there's nothing wrong with a woman showing how she has owned a situation or showing how she has won a situation. So I will continue to own my wins and I will continue to share my wins because I want to see you all doing that too. Next, carry yourself like you're a big freaking deal. Because the truth is you are a big freaking deal. So you have to stop being quiet and you have to stop being apologetic and you have to stop being submissive and you have to stop being like, oh, I'm sorry. And oh, do you mind? And oh, this like, no, stand up and say, I'm here now for this. This is who I am. This is what I stand for. This is how I want to serve other people. This is how I show up now. And don't cower your shoulders down. Don't keep your voice quiet and never say you're sorry unless you truly did something wrong that hurt another person. When you stop living apologetically, you will carry yourself totally differently. So that might mean, I'm going to take a little leap here, but I think this is important. That might mean that you need to start working out just so that you can feel a little bit physically stronger so that you can literally stand a little bit stronger so that when you rock around, you are standing and this will happen when you get physically stronger. You will literally stand like half an inch to an inch taller and be like, yeah, I'm good. I'm here. I'm good. I'm taking up this space. Like this space right here, this is mine. You can stand over there, but right now this is my space and I'm holding the microphone and here's what I'm going to say. And you will stop apologizing for everything that you do because you will understand your own power. And that is a big, big piece of exercise. And which is why I will never stop talking about the power of daily exercise and daily movement, because it really allows you to feel stronger and more powerful and more capable. And that will totally impact how you carry yourself. And that will impact your choices and how you move in the world. And then the last piece of this The last piece of being the person who you want to be, even if you're not her yet, is that you have to stop shrinking yourself. So that is like I already mentioned, when you look in the mirror, stop shrinking, stop judging. When you share yourself with other people, don't be dismissive of the things that you've done. Don't like roll things under the carpet like, oh, I did this thing, but it was no big deal. It was a big deal. Like if it was a little bit of a big deal to you, it was a big deal. Share the big deals, own the big deals be big, take up space, build yourself a stage and stand on it every damn day. So those are five ways for you to stay motivated for the next eight years. And I would love to know how you're going to stay motivated for the next eight years if there was one of these that like really stood out to you. So please feel free to email me if you want to let me know how you plan to stay motivated for the next eight years or if one of these things just really, really stood out to you. You can email me anytime at info at shamelessmom.com. That goes directly to my personal inbox. And I would love to connect with you and hear from you. If you're interested in being part of my next mastermind or working with me one-on-one, again, you can email me at info at shamelessmom.com or you can go to shamelessmom.com and check out the new link, the work with me link. And I really appreciate you spending time with me today. And I hope that this was meaningful. This was an episode I was really excited about doing, and I hope that it was helpful to you. And if it was meaningful to you and you think it would be meaningful to other people in your life, please share it. You can go to shamelessmom.com and then click on episode 139 to get a link for this episode and you can share it out on social media. You can go to our Facebook page or our Instagram page and get links there as well to share this episode. But I think this is a powerful episode and I wanna know, I want you to look back at where you were eight years ago and be super pumped up and proud about where you're at today and also be super pumped up and excited about where you're gonna be eight years from now. So if you 
can share that message with other people, it only creates a bigger community of women doing bigger things over the next eight years. So thank you for spending time with me today. I value your time. I treasure the time that we spend together. And I hope that you have a great day. Come back in two days for our next interview. We have a great interview with Jen Lumenlon, who is fascinating, fascinating interview. This was like, she totally blew me away. So definitely come back for that. We talked about a lot of things related to parenting and amazing research around parenting and education and really cool things. Of course, if you're not already subscribed to our show, we do release new episodes every Monday and Wednesday, and you can subscribe so you never miss an episode by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash review. That takes you into iTunes where you can hit the subscribe button. While you're there, of course, leave a five-star review and tell me what you loved about the show. And have a fantastic rest of this week. I will see you here in two more days for the next interview. And no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, whew, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us.